What is up, ACL Nation? Welcome in to episode number 14 of Bagging and Bragging. We're moving right along, and this is kind of like our off-season in the middle of the season. I think we actually have more downtime than we do in our off-season. But uh, true. <laughs> yeah, three weeks of silence, no more. We get the Canadian Open right around the corner. But first, we're going to interview Jordan Power as he gets ready to head up there, and then his team prepares for the national um, down in Corpus Christi. We're also going to go over the viewer highlights. So whatever you guys sent in, we went through it. We put something together. We're going to have some fun with that. And uh, also, we're going to kind of brag a little bit about what we got going on in the world. Uh, I don't got too much today, Mish, but how are you doing? How are things? <laughs> things are good. Can't complain. Um, I know a lot of people over here on the West Coast are really struggling with all the rain, but I love the cold weather. Once again, I have to preface that like I don't have real winters here. Yeah. I know. Everyone stop freaking out in the Midwest. But I really like the rain and the cold, and so I'm just really happy. <laughs> yeah, the only time I like the rain is when I'm down in Panama and I'm on the hammock and it's all covered, but it's still warm. But it's just mm-hmm. rain. It's just peaceful. There's you know there's not too much traffic going around and not too much activities. It's just peaceful here in the raindrop, and you get a nice storm every now that puts you to sleep outside. It's perfect. But that sounds yeah. glorious. Yeah, I like right the hot now, tub in the rain. But it's okay. we don't. It's not covered, as you know, so it can. It has to be like in a certain time of the rain. <laughs> Otherwise, you're just getting poured on. <laughs> so what do you do? Not... You sit outside your window, wait for it. Like not yet, <laughs> not yet. I do. I go and I like <laughs> pop my head up. Like, mm, is that too much rain? Or <laughs> that's um, yeah. There's just it's just it's like a fine line between when it's too much and not enough. But um, the best is I went to Mammoth once. And uh, went in the hot tub when it was snowing, and that was mm. lovely because it's you really? know it's like small flakes. You're not getting like hammered, and it was this. It was so fun, and and then you never needed to get out because it was what so was cold. The, what outside. was the temp of that snow though? I don't know. Mammoth like gets thirty. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, because like our snow here in like St. Louis and Kansas is like zero negative four. Like, well, that's mammoth too is, cold. It is really pretty cold, but I was like a. I think I was like 19, so I don't really remember the details of it, but it stuck in my head that long because it was just a really cool experience that I will never get to have here in Orville. Yeah, for (laughs) me, this is exciting times because baseball season is getting ready to start up, which basically means summer's right around the corner. Pools start opening up. Hopefully, they open up our hot tub here soon at the hotel because when I moved, or not hotel, apartment complex. Once I moved moved in, the pool was done, but the jacuzzi wasn't done yet. So then the jacuzzi was done. I was at an open, and then they closed it four days later. I was like, no. They closed it for what? For winter, and they haven't reopened it back up yet. So when you use a jacuzzi is in the winter. What? Yeah, they won't let us. It's all covered. It makes no sense. I, I, I don't understand. I'm looking forward to it. I don't care if it's people's viewpoints on apartment or hotel jacuzzis. I'm sitting in that thing. I'm going to relax. I love they're it. Gonna, they're going to enjoy yeah. the show. Yeah, I'll be out there. <laughs> legs up and everything. I don't care. <laughs> and your Speedo? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Canines <laughs> with a dog emblem down in the front. Yeah. Oh, it's, my it's God. Thanks nice for visual really that you need. Specific visual. I really needed that today. You guys all need that in your life. There you go. You're welcome. <laughs> Wally. Oh, my goodness. You're killing me. Fan mail um, is going to come yeah. in left and right now. <laughs> this is not what we're going to brag about, by the way. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back with uh, what we do have to brag about right after this. Mm-hmm. 
I felt like I had so much to brag about in my head. And now that we're here, it's all like it's floating around and nothing's coming to the front. <laughs> well, I'm going to oh. help you out with that, Misha. Okay, I got go one ahead. thing I want to brag on real quick. You see, you got the new sponsor hopping on board. Got Cornhole what does it Coffee. Say? Cornhole Coffee? Yeah, like- Cornhole Coffee. So John Heitzman's a huge canine unit fan and he's starting a business um, with the Cornhole Coffee where he'll basically ship the coffee out to your house and uh, you know, help you drink, focus, and throw, Misha. That's something that you need in the cornhole world so that's uh, so unique though yeah proud to get him off the ground and running and i told him i said i'm gonna have to test it out man i'm not just gonna he's got me <laughs> hey, good coffee buy this guy's <laughs> stuff because he knows me but i gotta give him props man i'm bragging on his product it's good it's good oh, so you've had the coffee yeah yeah so we actually gave okay. away a couple of batches over the weekend corn and i did some more marble racing and uh, mm. gave away a couple bags and uh he actually sent me a box john heitzman did from Cornel coffee and it's a huge box and it's got like 10 hats like six or seven packages of coffee so i'm like okay i'll do a whole okay, bunch he of giveaways. Got you people, set up yeah people love all these giveaways so that's we're awesome. gonna have fun with them but yeah i love whenever a sponsor wants to hop on board and actually has a good product to back so absolutely speaking of which the one thing that i was going to bring up uh, first was we did a, a fundraiser tournament over the weekend and it was for a little school here in a, a surrounding town and we raised tw- over $26,000, which is nice. pretty crazy. Um, and it was a private tournament. So basically the players, they wanted to bring the players. They didn't want us to bring our like mm-hmm. professionals like that they yeah, think, yeah, yeah. right? You know, <laughs> so they wanted just their groups of fun parents and things who could just play. Like These are people that are mostly throwing tumble bags. None of them. So two people brought their own bags out of... Uh, I think it was like about 50 people. So two out of 50 brought their own bags. And guess who's in the championship? Those, <laughs> Those two. <laughs> two people. <laughs> exactly. Um, but everyone looked like they were having a lot of fun. But when we were setting up, the, there was a band that was warming up, you know, doing a sound check. And they were going to come on after the tournament. So as we're setting up, we're, get, we're getting live music. And this band was so good. The, the nice. female singer was singing Whitney Houston and killing it. Like, and then there's like two male singers and like Nick and I were just like, this is what has to happen every time we set up boards. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. Little mini mini Spencers. (laughs) It was so cool. And then, uh, then they had a DJ. And so it was so nice because normally when we, we normally we have to set up 10 lanes, which if you've never set up lanes, that's a lot of work, especially because we have a lot of, um, heavier pro solution boards, which are 50 pounds. So those are never fun to set up. Then you got the score towers. Then we have to set up our speakers on the tripods and we got to connect all the cords. And, and then we got in there and they're like, so this is the DJ. He'll, he'll give you the microphone. We're like, wait, what? There's a DJ. Like we don't have to set up our speakers. Like this is, and then we only had to do five lanes. So it was like the easiest setup. We had music while we were setting up the, that place has awesome beer and awesome pizza. And uh, it was just an awesome time. I was like, now this I can do. (laughs) I do got to say, I've ran a lot of cornhole tournaments before. A lot of fundraisers. People always reach out and like, hey, can you run a fundraiser tournament for us? 100%. Also, I'll fly the boards, the tablets. You know, I'll run it for you. We'll do some fun stuff to raise some extra money, like airmail challenges, blackjack challenges, last man standing, whatever. And we'll give 50% of that to the pot. It's just a quick way to raise, you know, three or 400 extra bucks. Yeah. Basically, I want the venue to pay... I bet I want the people to pay off of like the fundraisers and stuff. And I want me to pay for myself basically. Yeah. You know, so that way no money comes out of the charity or whatever, but there are some people who are just kind of like, 
oh wait, you're not getting all the people to show up here. You're you're not, you know, advertising for us nonstop. You know, how many people are you guaranteeing to show? I'm like, that's not what I do. Like, I'll run the tournament. We've never had someone ask us that, but I'm always surprised when they don't want us to. Yeah. So you got to tip your hat to some of these people who are just like, we'll make it as easy as possible for you. Mm -hmm. You know, you let us know if you need to run or to get you food. You know, you need electric, you need us to help set up boards, measure things out. We got 20 people here to like places like that. They're amazing. The best. Yeah. So I got to say that uh, I've had my fair share of both, but it's a lot of fun when everything goes smooth on a tournament, especially whenever you look around and see some people who never play bags having fun. Oh, everybody was having so much fun. And so we knew we were on a strict deadline because the band was, they wanted us to be done before the band started at seven 30 and they wanted to start it at four. So I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. well then we're doing a two to one because Mm -hmm. I, 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 this crowd, they don't pay attention. So you have to constantly call them to the courts. Like they're not paying attention to their phones. So uh, there's no way we could have fit four rounds in. So I knew we had to do a two to one, but I also knew they didn't care how many rounds there were. You know I mean? These aren't serious cornhole players. They don't really care. So we did a two to one. We finished at exactly like seven thirty. And the other thing I never asked about, they didn't have lights. <laughs> so yeah, so that's important. Seven thirty, like we would have been in the dark. <laughs> so yeah, it all worked out. <laughs> like, okay, glad that we finished on time. <laughs> that would have been bad. Yep, been there, done that before too. <laughs> just throw yeah. right. Did that land on the board? I don't know where it's at. You know, I just throw it and see what happens. They got people standing around with their phones over the hole with the flashlight yeah. on. Um, the other thing I wanted to brag about was, you know, I did that women's cornhole retreat. And so now these women are going and playing different places. And it's really cool to see the messages like, I, this is the most confident I've ever felt. And like, I'm playing really well and all the different things. So to see them thriving as they get back from the retreat is really fun. And I feel like it's worth more than the money even. Like, it's yeah. like And what were the skill that. ranges for these players? Oh, they're, yeah, mostly intermediate, what I would say is the majority. Okay, yeah. so like just newer be- players, beginners just trying to get into it and figure out what it's all about. Beginners with the bug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll you'll see that a little bit later on on the highlight clips. I mean, it's it, it's fun to go back and enjoy it. Like for me, it, it it's hard for me to go back because you know I got to such a high skill level. I tried out for the qualifier to be pro, and I'm slowly declining back down to intermediate level. <laughs> so. The, Getting four bags in the hole for me isn't fun anymore. Hey, don't say that. You are Nick's partner at Spencer McKenzie's. You cannot be intermediate, Wally. I'll grind. Don't worry. I'll grind when we get a little bit uh, relaxed. (laughs) Taxes right now is killing me. I'm very, very disappointed. You went to school to be an accountant. It's different kind of accounting, but yes, you learn nothing from school in accounting. You learn everything hands on the actual job you had. And uh, I did taxes for like five months, so. Taxes, the biggest thing is staying organized. And when it's somebody else's business, you're like, I don't want to let this person down. When it's your own, like, I'll get that tomorrow. I'll get that tomorrow. I'll get that tomorrow. <laughs> hey, yeah, so I will say, like, do you, use, do you use rocket money? Yeah, I did. Yeah, okay. I got it uh, about three or four months ago. Or actually, I got oh. whenever it was, uh, is it rocket money now? I don't it know. It was True Bill. I think it was True Bill. And then they they bought they got bought out by Rocket Money, but yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that's what I use because then I just do my um, categorizing of everything, like yeah. on the weekly. You know what I mean? That way, it's not this big job at the end. Like I'm every week going through and categorizing my transactions, so that it's not a big job. Well, I got QuickBooks now, so that's pretty easy. I synchronize my bank accounts to it. The one thing I got to say that struggled um, last year is because I wasn't fully hired on by the ACL until August. Yeah, so you had like a, a half of a. 
<laughs> there is a lot of mixing accounts. So like my business account I would use for personal transactions and vice versa. And there's just a lot of transfers back and forth. So yeah, noted, not going to mess that up again. Um, but uh, kind of my last thing I'm bragging about is that uh, got back on track to 75 hard. Um, you know, woke up seven o'clock this morning on the dot, told myself, get up and go put on uh, in the elevation church on the headphones and just kind of walked around and just getting outside in the cold, um, walking around, waking me up this morning. I was excited to actually get back and do it. And then, you know, chug this big old container of <laughs> water. I'm drinking a gallon of water a day again and trying to basically cleanse everything out. So, yeah. So we're cooking, we're drinking water. No, no more alcohol. We're exercising twice Wait, a day. No more alcohol at all. Not for 75 days. No. So why would you do that to yourself? That I don't is not really need it. I don't really need it. I mean, if alcohol for me is a depressant. So it's like, when I'm sitting here in this apartment sometimes, I'll just be like, oh, I want a beer. Then I'll just sit there and be like, I want another beer. I want another one, another one. And then that like, is, gets to the that's point so where it's like, funny. It's like yeah. the total opposite for me. I'm like, ooh, I get to pour my glass yeah. of wine. I get to watch one of my favorite shows. This is like a whole like thing I get to just experience. Like, I don't know. It is like a whole thing for me. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't mind drinking alcohol, especially like when I'm out playing the cornhole tournaments and stuff. I'll miss it there. But um, for the most part, I don't really need it. I, I I enjoy working out more than I enjoy the alcohol. And uh, what does one have to do with the other? I'm just saying, alcohol makes me feel bloated and lazy. Like I, I drink and I'm like, I ain't going nowhere now. I'm gonna stay home and drink. Or I'm gonna go to the bar or something. Like, oh yeah, no, that's why yeah. I don't work out. No, nah, my, yeah. My my mindset. Well, I work out once in the morning now, seven o'clock in the morning on the dot, and then I'm gonna go ahead and work out again at night, probably right after dinner or something like that. So interesting. Uh, yeah. I'm happy, organized, everything's working. I started a new book today, um, so everything's going good. All right, well, we have to keep track of all that, but um, please have some grace for yourself because you tend to get a little cray-cray with that stuff. Um, I know. Let's, let's I know. be a little flexible. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Balance I know. is I, good, I, Wally. I know you don't like me calorie counting, but I Oh, no, I definitely counting. don't. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back with uh, Jordan for his interview right after this. Welcome back. We have Jordan Power here with us today. Jordan, this is his third year as an ACL pro. He's the 2022 doubles world champion sponsored by Titan Bags. Um, he's also a player that you hear, right? He's not the one that's going to be quietly in the corner, not making a sound or not showing emotion. And we appreciate that about Jordan. We like the entertainment. So welcome, Jordan, to the show. Well, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. What's up, brother? How you doing? Doing all right. Just hanging in there. <laughs> yeah, so Misha mentioned that you're going to hear you. Let's let's go ahead and start with that world championship, man. One of the most famous quotes in cornhole right now. I hear it in huh? blind draws, regionals all over the place. Might be the best player in the world, but he still gets nervous. Like, yeah. Were you trying to get in his head to throw him off his game there? Or let's kind of walk through that moment. I mean, yeah, anything really. It wasn't so much for Mark. I, I was trying to get back at Phil for the whole – he clapped during like when I was throwing – during one of the rounds and I was like, I'll oh, keep clapping or whatever. But like, it was just like more so like a mental thing. That's what I do. Like I try to psych people out mentally. Like if you're weak mental, like mentally, then I'm gonna try to take advantage of whatever I can. Cause if you keep throwing 12s, 12, 12s, if I say something and message you up or frustrates you, Oh, well, like that works in my advantage. So that's not my fault. You get flustered by it. Yeah. You could just ignore it. It doesn't have to land just cause yeah. you say it. 
Yeah, I don't know if he even heard you. It didn't look like he reacted whenever you no. said it, but it, whenever you, he missed that last shot and you're like, oh, then you're like, okay, he heard that one. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he heard it either because sometimes that's another thing is you don't know how loud or if they even have the noise canceled. Because yeah. some of the pros, like, I'll be like, hey, what was the score or something? And, and without even removing an earbud, they'll, like, be able to hear what I'm saying. So I'm like, oh, yeah. phone's up very loud. All right, well, let's crank this up. <laughs> All right, so now I know you can hear me. <laughs> this changes the game. Yeah. No, but it is a valuable piece of like every sport that we've talked a lot about the fact that a lot of people think of cornhole as, I don't know if we say it, but it's kind of a gentleman's game. Like, in other words, when you do say those things, there is an audience of people that's like, he shouldn't do that. Right. Which I don't agree with. But what do you think about the fact that people are too afraid to say those things to like upset someone? Yeah, I think that's the thing, too, is a lot of people are just afraid of, like, backlash or what can happen or, you know, maybe a sponsor will be turned off by you if you are acting a certain way on the court. But for me, like, if a sponsor is going to feel that way about how I say something or that anyways, I don't want to be sponsored by them. I want to be able to be free, be who I am, because, like, at the end of the day, it's all I can do. It's not, I can tell you a million times, like, hey, this isn't going to happen. But if we get a big lead like that, yeah, I might say something. Like, it's just – who I am as a player and like how I like to play the game. And some people aren't vocal. Like there's people like Mark, Trey, uh, a good example this weekend. I got beat by Cedro uh, at the Great Lakes Conference. And he, <laughs> he didn't, didn't say a word. <laughs> he did not say a word. To me. Like the whole game I said, hey, good shot. You know, he'd say good shot back. But other than that, it was just him looking down at his bag, the shoelace. I don't know what exactly. <laughs> but, dude, not missing. He shot a 10-8 versus me. I shot a 10-5 something. And I was like, dude, I feel like I'm shooting really good, and I still lost this game. I just looked, <laughs> walked over, shook his hand, and I was like, all right, good game, Cedro. Good luck. <laughs> what is it about – I just talked about this. Like, what is it about a Cedro? Like, he's you don't hear from him or anything, and he just pops up and does that? A effortless. A absolutely <laughs> effortless. I mean, that's what you get for being, you know, one of the OGs in the game that helped lay down the foundation for us to be able to still do this to the day. I mean, I'm always thankful for guys like that, so – when I play guys like that, you know, that's when I tone it down a little bit is when I play him or like a Damon Dennis or, you know, people I really, truly respect in the game for what they've done for it. I don't get too crazy. Like, even when I played Philip Hayden and Damon Dennis last year, I never said anything. I just, hey, good game, because those are two of the guys that, uh, like, kind of helped me get into the pro scene when I first was walking around just as a rookie. Like, I was kind of looking all over like a puppy dog. Damon's like, hey, man, you got it. You know, you're shooting good. Just sat me down, and I still look up to those guys to this day, so. Yeah, I feel that like you're sense. a momentum player. Like you're not really necessarily talking trash to psych the other person out most of the time. I feel like you're just basically trying to feed off your own energy and get yourself going. And then you start getting in the rhythm rounds, you start stroking, and that's whenever the match kind of flips in your direction. Yeah, that's the like when I try when I'm getting fresh <clears throat> myself, I just talk to myself. I just talk myself through. I'm like, all right, kid, you got it. Let's go. Just a couple more rounds. You know, you're down six right now. It's only three misses. I'm like, you got it. Let's go. If you can get it back. Or like the famous like oh, I'm, I want to be a champion today or I'm going to be a champion today. Like, that's just me. Like, all right, you need to get into this mode because everyone else is in that mode and you're not right now. So let's get in gear. So how does it land when someone does that back to you, like the chirping? Mm, it's fun to me. Shoot. I mean, I like it. The only thing that, like, the only time it really threw me off was someone was playing, like, some rooster noises in Virginia Beach. What? What is yeah. this, Happy Gilmore? I, I don't know. <laughs> It was like borderline like funny and then borderline like a mental game. It was like, man, is this guy really playing a sound as I pick up the bags or go to throw? I'm like, that's crazy. But 
sometimes it affects like the crowd more than it affects the players because the players know what to expect. They see my, yeah. they're like, oh, okay, this is gonna be a loud game. And then like the the fans though, I think if they're staying over from like other games, and then you see like two quiet players play, and then I come up, they're like, man, this guy's really obnoxious. Like, what is he doing? Because some people aren't like everyday fans some people just show up to the venue and just want to sit down and watch a couple games because they're interested and happen to be walking by where we were playing mm-hmm. so to them it's like different i guess i would say now you've played other sports too and and the, the tricky thing about cornhole is how close the fans are to us like even mm-hmm. in a broadcast court it's still relatively close like what do you think is going to be the good balance between having a stadium that's loud and fun and and full of energy but also not distracting for the players Oh, I'm all about it. I mean, if you can't handle what other people are saying, you're not clearly focused on what you're trying to do. Like in Virginia Beach, that was kind of – I was kind of paying attention to that too much, and it showed. I mean, I, I threw good all day with Harbaugh, and then we got to that bracket final versus Fisher and Eric, and take nothing away from them. They both took turns shooting an 11, but I feel like if I was on top of my game, as good as Harbaugh was shooting, we could have taken down that open. And it's one I kick myself for looking back now because, you know, I'm still, what, 9 or 10 through the season. I haven't won one yet, and – I've let a couple slip away, so now it's just time to prepare for the later half of the season, I guess. Even though our Nationals are just starting, it seems weird to say the later part of the season, yeah. but we have been going since, like, October, so now I feel like these Nationals, man, this season's going to be who can get hot for four months. Who's mm-hmm. going to stay hot for, you know, 120 days? It's not a whole year anymore. Now you're doing from April till July, and then August, we're turning around going to Worlds. It's like... It's Sorry, let's kind of talk about that for a second, though. What what hasn't worked for you these first few opens as you transition into the Nationals? What adjustments are you making um, to change your game up from open play to national play? So with Titan, they have so many different varieties. So last year when I was sponsored by Ultra, I knew what I was going to throw. It was either Viper C or it's going to be like a Widow B. Maybe a Psycho X, maybe. But that was very rare. These you have Scavengers, Tyrants, Thrashers, Devastators, uh, Swarms. I mean, the list, you could write a list for, like, eight, nine different bags that are viable options. And the first, like, couple, like, months I was using at regionals, I was using different bags, brand new bags. Mm-hmm. I was using all kinds of different bags at opens. Like, I didn't really know what I was – it was, like, a psychological thing with me. It was like, okay, boards are too tacky. Let's switch to this fast bag. Oh, my God, this fast bag's way too fast. Let's switch to a slower bag. So it was just, like, game to game. Like, I wasn't getting very consistent because I wasn't practicing with my same bag. Now, going forward, I'm going to either be a scavenger or a thrasher. 90% of the time, I'm going to be a thrasher, 6'3", maybe a 6'4". That's what it plays like. But scavenger is going to be when the boards get extremely sticky like Florida. That's going to be when I just start pounding the hole. But until then, thrasher, I'm going to kind of try to do a little bit of what Jamie Graham does, do a little blocker place, just execute shots that are going to frustrate others into making mistakes. Yeah, that's a good point. The comfortability of a bag is huge because you got to feel like I know I'm confident these bags, I know what they're going to do. And when you're learning a new line, I mean, that's a valid, that takes that takes time. How about on Jay's side? Is he finding that too? Uh, Yeah, Jay seems to be stroking with whatever you put in his hands right now. So we were throwing <laughs> prowlers at the conference and I was like, man, look, all right, these bags are bouncing right and left on me. I'm not throwing it deep enough on the board. That's what he kept telling me, too. He said, hey, slow down, throw a little deeper on the board. So I was, and then it started working. But I was just like, hey, I don't really feel that comfortable. We're getting to the later part of the tournament. We're about to start playing, like, Windsor and Burna set. We're going to start playing these good teams. And I'm like, let's switch to these thrashers. Let's see what we can do. Jay's like, all right, just, as long as the boards aren't extremely fast, I'm down for thrashers. 
luckily the boards were just slow enough and we were able to throw them and get the win. So everything was looking good, but yeah, it's a, just an adjustment period. Really. That's why I think so far in the opens, you haven't seen anything, but if we get to these nationals, I'm still doing the same thing. Then, you know, we don't have any more excuses. <laughs> come, come 10 more days it's showtime so well that's a good segue into my next question getting to the national what day are you flying in this time oh, i'm uh wednesday, <laughs> I'm wednesday 5 a.m like i will be there all right we're gonna take a quick commercial break and come back with more with jordan power Oh, well, hello. <laughs> there we go. We all can relate to the dog. Well, I'm not Wally, I guess, but mine often. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you want a dog? I, I'm going back home to get my dog soon. So I'll have Oh, you puppy. are? Yeah, I'll get my puppy in like three months. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, I'll have to bring uh, on the show. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Jordan, we were talking about how you missed your flight for one of the nationals. I think it was Atlantic City. Was that Atlantic yeah. City? Uh, yeah. Got delayed a bunch of times and ended up missing it, so. That won't be happening again. No more, <laughs> no more of that. We're getting there early. So, yeah, I would think even just to kind of settle in, too, you know, I would just want some time to just settle into the location yep. and get comfortable and figure out the boards. For me, I get so excited to play that I normally don't sleep, anyways. <laughs> the night before, I'm so amped up, ready to go, thinking about, okay, look, I got this game and this game. Let's see what the strategies are going to be. I go back, I'm watching like old videos of whoever I'm about to play. Like trying to figure out has their game changed in the past couple of months? Has it not? What to look for? What not to? So there's no really sleep for me at these nationals. It's well, I mean, I get a couple hours, but normally by four or five a.m. I'm up, my mind's going already, getting ready. So yeah, it's weird for imagine. me. Like I don't sleep because I got so much going on. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I'm always thinking about what I got to do the very next day. But uh, yeah. before the national, you're heading up to Canada to try and defend your title. Um, talk about. Uh, what you did last year and how you're going to try and repeat it this year. That's getting a little bit bigger though. There's more names. Yep. I mean, more names, but it's still the same game. So luckily all I'm going to do is just throw four in the hole. And hopefully we're going to hope on others to miss this time and not shoot 11s versus me. It seems like holy <laughs> every singles board, but Mike Ferrer and doubles, man, Mike's been taking a lot of down a lot of these tournaments with these Titan bags. So I'm excited, you know, another Titan guy gets partnered with a variety of, that's what I like about this year with Titan is a variety of players. So mm -hmm. if Jay doesn't want to go, then I necessarily – I have, like, a bunch of backups, like Adam and uh, Mike and Cody Bernasset, like Cody Johnson, whoever, like, you want to play with, you have tons of options on that roster. And I yeah, think through with uh, Jamie Graham last year. They uh, Titan ask you guys to stick together in a group or just kind of working out that way? Um, No, it's just kind of working out that way. And – Honestly, this year, I'm just trying to, like, as the year gets forward, I'm just trying to throw Titan bags only. I, I'm not interested in throwing other brands. I'm really trying to stick to building the Titan family. They've treated me nothing but good since I've been there. So I'm trying to get them as many wins with their bags as possible. So what do you think it's going to be like since you went to the Canada Open last year and you, you kind of felt the vibe there and saw what it was like? What do you think it's going to be like now coming into this new season? Um, You know, this year, obviously, there's a few more names going, but um, I think it's the same thing. Like Canada is very friendly, like environment, like you walk in and it's just like all the Canadians are so receptive and so warm to like having us there. And it's awesome. Like getting to hang out with people you normally don't see. We don't, we see the same people week in and week out at all these tournaments. Like I'm going to see the top guys at these tournaments, but like, it's cool. Just walking around the venue, get, you know, having conversations and with fans and 
taking your mind a little bit off of cornhole, you know, not so much stressed of like, oh man, we're going to play this game and this game. Like I just talking to, I'm talking to a bunch of like fans and then like next thing you know, I'm going to play a game. So it's more mentally free for me and lets me focus in, but I loved it last year and winning both was cool. So this year I'm going to try to go back and hopefully do the same thing. That's kind of what Brandon said. He said the Canadians are still such a fan. Like they're still in that fan state. They haven't gotten to like, they're like, in other words, they're a good audience, right? Like pros are the worst audience. They're like, yeah, that's fine. Get in the hole, do that. That's what we expect. Yeah. Cause the, the pros, man, most of us are like either down about not making it on the broadcast or, you know, mm -hmm. feel a certain way after maybe about a player who's on the broadcast. You're not going to, I don't know. Just certain things like that that goes into it. Some of the pros don't even want to stick around after they get eliminated. Some of them, all right, I'm done with my stack. All right, I'm leaving for the day. I'm going to go get some dinner. I'm going to refuel for the next day, which yeah. I don't – I mean, it, these are long, long mental days now. We went from – you know, when I first got in, I wouldn't say the field was weak, but it definitely is not where it is today. Like, well, if I threw a 10-5 or average a 10-5 back then, whoever did that was winning the tournament by far. Mm -hmm. I you were winning 21-6, 21-7. You throw a 10-5 now, most times you're going to lose that game 21-12, 21-14. That's insane. Yeah, you, you touch base on a little bit with the fans and everyone's sitting ringside, or not ringside, courtside watching. And that's one of the biggest changes that I love this year about the teams. You know, see the Michigan Marauders, you guys are going to face off against the Freeze on the live stream courts. And I we haven't had our conversation yet with Trey, but I'm hoping to get that one on my court because I want to watch that one firsthand, even if I'm not commentating it. So. Yeah. Uh, talk about your team, man. You guys are stoked to have four professional teams as you guys head into this season. What kind yeah. of preparation are you guys doing? That was kind of our goal through the whole draft was draft teams. We we want to get chemistry. We want to get people that are familiar with each other. I, I Necessarily teaming the best two together doesn't always work. They could get there and be like, hey, like I can't, I can't throw their bag and they can't throw mine. Does that happen very often? No. It happens maybe 60% of the time where you're going to go up and neither one are going to be comfortable, maybe even 50% of the time. But for us, you know, having someone like the Kufuses, for example. Like, Kufa. Yeah, yeah, the Kufa. Kufa. <laughs> you, put, you put, like, one of them with someone else, and you, they might not feel as comfortable. But I've seen what damage they can do together. Heck, the first uh, the first Open in Myrtle – or not Open. Myrtle Beach. Yeah. Myrtle Beach. They Shoot almost up. went to Arizona. They lost to so, – So impressive. And, you know, that's another thing is – Luckily, we got that last little oomph before the draft. We got to see the players in their final form play even a shootout, which this year the team's thing will be, right? Yeah. It's, it's the 10 yes. rounds. Yep. Yes. All that. So playing people with shootout experience is going to be huge. But, yeah, uh, trading for Shermoran, I know, like, I even seen Jimmy Humans make a post about, oh, man, that was such a, like, a weird trade, or I feel like Ohio won. Okay, you can say Ohio won until you see what Joe Kane and Shermoran are about to do. Because guess what? I play with these guys every weekend. I've been getting my teeth kicked in for the past three <laughs> by these guys. So I know exactly what to expect. And our broadcast, how much fitting can we get? But it's going to be in our home state. That's going to be awesome. Our home yeah. state, I'm sure, is going to show out for the broadcast. It's going to be fun. It's going to be electric. And for us, I'm just ready to get going this year. It's It's felt like a long wait because normally, you know, by Super Bowl weekend, we're already playing our first nationals. Mm -hmm. so I'm just ready to get going. Me and Jay well, Texas, Texas thinks they have the best fans. So we're going to see how they show up, you know, in this first national. So I, I you got to see if your if your home state can do better. Uh, Texas always thinks they got the best of everything. You <laughs> the best thrower, the best fans. It, it's all right. I like going to other people's home states and quieting them for a little bit. So hopefully, 
National There's Husky. a lot of Michigan pride, Misha. I'm going to kind of toot my own horn here for a second. I took a canine unit up to Michigan for the Great Shots inaugural opening or whatever, and then we went to the Blind Taco. There's 186 people showed up at a blind draw for me on a Monday. Wow. So Michigan definitely they represented. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got to say, they got a special place in my heart. So, And that's another, that's going to be another weird thing. Are we going to get some Jordan cheers for once? Am I not going to have to fit? Because we played a regional up here, and a mad guy came, and I was getting cheers, and I was looking around like, man, this is weird. I kind of like, I don't know if I liked it or not. It was weird getting <laughs> once. <laughs> it's. I mean, hey, look, I think that what the teams will add is stuff like that. I think we're going to see – I mean, we saw at the college championships. We saw, you know, the home state advantage. They – those players felt yeah. the audience like, and to have such a group behind you, we don't really get that. I mean, you get individual people that support you and maybe like your sponsor team behind you, but this is going to be something different. You're going to have fans in the audience rooting for your team to win. So um, are you pretty excited about that? Oh yeah. It just makes the games mean much that, that much more, you know, especially when you're playing at home on our broadcast, you know, playing, playing away, it would suck to lose. Yeah. But Losing at home would be terrible. Going home and playing in front of all your people for once and then you lose. Hopefully that's not what we're in for and hopefully our team will be ready to go. Yeah, you definitely don't want to crumble under that kind of pressure. Well, unfortunately, Jordan, we are out of time. It has been awesome being able to connect with you. We wish you all the luck at the Open this weekend in Canada and then our first national. Uh, you know, good luck out there. Thank you. And I'm sure I'll see you guys soon. Absolutely. Yep. Welcome back. It is time for our highlights. We did it a little bit differently this time because we asked you to submit your highlights. Wally, how did it go? It went pretty well, actually. Um, we got a lot. I'd probably say 20 some submissions. There was one person who sent in an email with no clip attached. So cool. Yeah. I'm just... sure the shot was amazing, but we just don't get <laughs> a to ghost see clip. It. <laughs> yeah. And uh, some of them I had to edit down. There, there's a lot of them that were like really, really pixelated that we can't use. So um, if you did send them in, definitely appreciate that. We just, you know, you can't use it. There's a few that are actually in here that are pixelated that we can't really see very well, but I wanted to include them anyway because they're good shots. Um, they pulled up fine on my computer. They just won't transfer to the editing software, but a lot of fun. Um, overall, I think we got 12 to 14 clips or something like that to look at here. So some are short, some are long, but they're going to have fun along the way. All right. Well, let's get into it. So first one here, I had to go online and uh, pull some of these clips. The first two clips I went online and on Facebook and pulled them. But uh, this is where we all started, man. Th like this, these first I feel two bad clips, for her poor boards. <laughs> well, like as you can see, feeling off. <laughs> as you can see, she's just getting into it. Um, so these first two clips I went online, they actually brought me joy when I was watching them. So I wanted to include this. I believe her name's Jessica. And just the pure excitement of getting yes. guys on the board. That's something that we forget, man. We we do it during the Super Bowl. We love seeing the pros get oh, a bag we, on yeah, the board. getting bags on the board. It's huge. Yeah, but you can see right here. she's not far off either. No. She's no. right I, there. I remember she's got a few videos. She's like, first bag I ever made in the hole. Let's go. But Oh, I love to hear that. Oh, my God. That. The excitement. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was so good. <laughs> so that, that brought me joy. I had to include that one in here. So hopefully she doesn't get mad that I stole it on her Facebook. Um, some of these have audio just because I don't know if you've watched this clip before or not. Did you want the audio on? At, at the end. You know who this is? It's Jeff McCarriger. This is Jeff McCarriger. I love his little... There's a little sound at the very end. 
Okay, and is that like his tape measure? He just leaves his tape measure out? Is that what that is? Allegedly. It probably says 22 feet. Who knows? But we're going to give him credit. 27 feet. First four. I don't know if his first one or if he's hit four baggers before. He's got good form, Jeff. You're coming around. Well, he he credited Nate Boyer. He said he taught him some things. So, yeah, we're going to have to look out, add him to the announcer's arsenal. But he's taking his time. Turn the audio back on for this last little part. Okay, here we go. all right jeff good job we're yes. proud of you all right and then this one is our fearless leader we wouldn't be here oh, if it wasn't for trey so trey rider sent in this photo we got a little corn dug there we talked about that on acl live bag in front of the board and then look at trey going up top and then yeah but he took the wrong bag no he took his no, he didn't. Yeah, he did. Go Hold back. on. Rewind. Oh, he did take his. <laughs> yes. All right, fine. Fine. So he Trey, even fine. says right here, said, don't ask me to do that again. And at the very end, he's kind of trash talking. Doug. <laughs> Put that on the podcast, Doug. <laughs> so. Oh, my goodness. Having fun with Trey at the HQ. All right, who we got? Trey Lotion, that airmail. And then uh, here's one Ooh. of our guys who sent in. Probably four, four <laughs> like or five clips. Fall over. <laughs> yeah. So Tommy Slyker, again, here's one that's kind of hard to see to playing against the oh, board yeah. boys and doubles, but he's got a nice roll collect. You can kind of see the black Whee! just go away. So good roll collect there. And then this was at either their state or conference. Backside. Trey's on the microphone calling this one. Backside against Tyler Poitras. So Tommy, he, he's got all the shots. So, again, thank you, Tommy, oh. for sending all the clips. But, uh, yeah, Tommy Slyker. Not afraid to throw against any of the best players. Nice. But this one here, I didn't even expect that front bag to go. He's throwing wow. those sorcerers, it looks like. Just a little bit short, clips that bag, and gets all three to fall in. Nice shot. All right. This, this one is in West Wego, the blind draw. So oh, this is okay. Cannon and Hatcher, and he's teamed up with Noah Almanza. Throwing against Peyton Morris on the other side. Um, down. So on who's, who's over next to... Who's all, who's so, throwing right so now? So on this side, we got Cannon Hatcher. He's throwing. No, Almanza's walking up to the board, telling him what to do here. Um, Peyton's okay. on the other side. So this okay, was in the, the blind draw, I think, before the West Wego Open. I like how their scoreboards are enormous. Where is this? I think this is the But there do you, you see go. that Bar scoreboard soap. back there? Yeah, I think it's just TVs <laughs> that the app goes into. That's so much better. <laughs> But yeah, that was a beautiful bar soap. Here, I'll run it back since I was focused on the scoreboards. Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> what? Attention That's issues. Crazy. But no, yeah, good bar of soap. And then the kind of is that, is that what bit. Noah asked for? A bar of soap? I would imagine. I actually had the audio on this one and uh, I couldn't tell because the background noise is really, really loud. So I d- deleted the background noise, but uh, <clears throat> setting himself up for the bar of soap. And now the and one t- took a little bit longer than I thought I shoot it. Like I'm shooting this all day. Yeah, it seems like the only thing to do. I think when you teamed up with Noah Almanza, and I can't tell. It looks like they're down on the scoreboard. So that's like single digit. Yeah, you want to make sure that you don't cause a loss, Noah Almanza. But he is able to get and one off the bar. So good shot there, Cannon Hatcher. Got his points. Here's a quick one, Austin Cameron though, just nasty collect. Only gets his back. Nothing moved on the right. Hold on, hold on. You're gonna have to watch that one again. Especially we weren't we weren't even prepared for that. Especially since he's got the K9 jersey on, helped him do that. Well, there is that. 
Good Lord. That's insane. Austin Cameron's going to be a name next year. He's teaming up with Caden Allen. No, I mean, he's he's young too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And this one, I'm not even sure if it went in. It kind of looks photoshopped. I don't know. Anthony Brunson Jr. I don't know. Doesn't really have a good airmail, so I'm surprised. <laughs> he this. Oh, it's Anthony. Yeah, he for sure photoshopped it. <laughs> <laughs> good backside there, and Brad Nelson. Oh, hold now. on, quick story. So it was a, a co-ed last week at our league, and uh, I asked Anthony to be my partner, and he said yes. And what? yeah, That's so we good. played the, we played together in the co-ed, and we lost. <laughs> it's probably his fault. <laughs> Anthony Brunson Jr. is probably my favorite person to talk trash on. I love <laughs> Anthony. Okay. But I was like, dude. we got to run it back. That was so much fun. I just love playing but, with him. Go back to this airmail. There wasn't much room there. It's like a coin slot no. airmail. I had a downward angle. It is angle. a coin slot airmail. You're right. Yeah. So good shot, Anthony. I'll give you credit. All right. Fine. And then here's a skilled or thrilled. I don't know. What do you think? Ooh. I don't think, think he was going for the and one there. I know. But he is able <laughs> to get on. it. Hold on. Hold on. He's a little off to the side. It was way off to the side. So, I mean, just because you got it, I mean, it's a good shot, but I'm not if I'm going with the skilled part. Hey, if he was intentionally trying to do that, it's very impressive. It's yeah. still impressive, but it's a little bit less. Yeah, and I don't know how much Brian Lee paid him to put ACL Pro Brian Lee on this, but <laughs> <laughs> Who pretty put good that? shots. Uh, this is on Brad's TikTok, so I guess they might have made this. They might have made this for specifically for sending on my show because – Brian Lee is one of these guys. He's like, I'm going to the open. How come you didn't put me on your top five list to watch? Ooh, nice collect. Air yeah, good drag. job making it clap, but definitely not pro calibrator. Brian Make Lee. Make it clap. <laughs> good <laughs> shot there, Brad. All right. What we got next? All right. Next up here, we got Nate Voyer again. Pixelation's kind of hard to see. With McGuire. But throwing against McGuire Shepard. This is a big airmail. I think on this point i'm like okay i don't know if he'll be able to cut around or not to maybe get a couple out of yeah, it yeah same it, his Woo! thought process is to go up top hit the airmail and drags only his huge shot he left in the replay for us so we can see it slowed down he took your advice me she likes these replays slow down for you i love a slowed down replay thank you yeah so big Beautiful. shot there from nate voyer all right. Next up, um, this one's gonna be kind of make you dizzy, but uh, what the heck? Why is he facing <laughs> the wrong way? Tilt your head. So backwards behind what the back. The heck? Jeremy so now we got trick shots. Yeah, yeah. So then the cameraman's like, I don't even know if I was filming, <laughs> but <laughs> like, he'd be so Garland. mad if he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, no, he he got a good shot there. Uh, okay. Here's cool. another example of a player hitting a shot, and the best part is the reactions around it. So James Whoa. near <laughs> up top. You kind of look look at his his wife, I assume, what? or is going to go back on that one. <laughs> Her little head tilt at the end gets me. She's like, uh huh. What? Excuse <laughs> <laughs> No expression out of him. Everybody else is excited. She's like, this show off or something. I don't know. <laughs> Big shot there from James you near. Would. James near is like the awkward knuckles king. By the oh, way, oh, gotta love that. Whoa, four bags all in? Yeah, Matt Guy Challenge. Completed. Wow. Josh Who Bennett was that? From, Josh Bennett from Cornhole Chemistry. What? Trying to earn his own sponsorship, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> That's insane. I, I need to know how many takes this was. Uh, I, I've tried it. It's hard. It's hard to even get four bags to hit the board. So I know. Off, Josh. I mean, I don't know. I've never tried. I assume. 
All right, I got a couple uh, okay, of kids. and this is the grand finale. The Claxton boys; these guys, these kids are nasty. Oh my goodness! What? You might remember Aiden Claxton from? I remember um, Aiden Claxton. You called him the cutest little boy ever. The cutest thing in the planet. But this roll to collect was this bananas. Pe- the penguin collect over some snipers. Oh yeah, I thought it was a roll. Well, it it's, it kind of does roll too, though. It like rolled over the pile. It was like a penguin roll collect. Yeah, and then he's shown it's not a fluke, collecting four bags here on Jeez. one push. And then this bag for me is out of play. But yeah, Aiden's 100%. Got, he's all, no, I got, got it. something else. So Claxton boys, look at them go. That's insane. It's not even fair. Yeah. So <laughs> What are we even doing, Wally? This is why we're going in this direction, not the pro direction. Yeah, my buddy asked me to throw Saturday, and I'm like, if you want me to, I will. <laughs> like, <laughs> I haven't thrown, man. I, I haven't thrown at all. I'm getting my taxes ready, so my form's <laughs> not going to be there. But all right, let's play bags for a lot of money. But it's a charity <laughs> fundraiser, so I'm like, all right. Yeah, hopefully, he doesn't care if we lose. But yeah, yeah. I'll well, give it hell. You, I'll see what I can do. If you gave him like the rundown of what to expect, then I think it's fair game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I think next week, hopefully, um, I can get in touch with Doug and maybe we'll get some Canadian highlights from the open up there. Um, I'll do my Is best. Is Doug to doing the stream? Yep. Okay. Yeah, so Doug okay. will be doing the stream. I think it starts Friday with women's and blind draw like normal. Yes, it does. Yeah. I saw the schedule drop. There's quite a few events. Um, so yeah, that would be awesome if we can get some clips uh, from the Canadian Open to bring you guys, uh, keep this highlight thing going. But do you want them submitting clips for future or? Uh, we'll kind of see how it goes. Looking at the schedule, we're pretty much back to back to back. And then um, I imagine we'll be getting some lines coming out soon. So um, yeah. if you guys do have some highlight clips, go ahead and send them in. Um, I'll take a look at them. And if they're worthy, we might just throw them on the show. If um, they're worthy. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. And uh, preferably MP4 format. I know that's probably asking <laughs> for a lot, but. Um, yeah. That yeah, way I don't, it's I don't, not pixelated. Yeah, I don't really know how to increase the quality on cell phone coverage, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, we don't expect you to be video professional people, <laughs> no. so do the best you can. But that's all we got time for today. So we'll see you guys all next time. Enjoy the, the Canadian Open this weekend. Lots of coverage for you to follow there and we'll see you next week.